Welcome back, guys. Pipe It Up Podcast here. Got a great episode coming today. I'm struggling. Tom, Tom's struggling <laughs> over here with his mic. Uh, he got to chop it up with Russell this morning. I did. Part two here. Mm-hmm. Down new fit with... Uh, Father's Day fits. The Father's Day fits here. Yes. So, uh, you know, we talk magic predators sweep, bring out the brooms. Um, sorry, guys. We talk. <laughs> <laughs> just just fire up, Jack. We, we, you, you, can be, you can be happy. It's okay. Come on. Come on. Five I, and one. I, I had to be on here sad. I'll let you have the moment and be happy. All right. Appreciate it. At least it. one of us is. Right? Appreciate it. Um, got a couple other uh, housekeeping items, some some good announcements, some some inside scoop, too, inside at scoop. the end of the episode. Some so father-son father son stories. Father-son stories. We hit it all. We so did. make sure you guys uh, tune in here. And this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, the official podcast of MLW Wiffle Ball. Thank you for joining us again. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We are recording this on Father's Day. And uh, going to be a bit of a somber start to today's episode as we are joined by Brennan Russell, fresh off of an absolute stinker, for, the <laughs> brand, for lack of a better word. Brennan, you've been a, a good sport about this. I know sometimes it's tough to, uh, to, to face the media after a tough series, but overall, uh, you have to, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, we got to own up to it. Obviously, you know, we got to <laughs> we got to be able to move past it, right? We so, do. in doing that, we got we got to face it. We got to talk to the people, let them know what the what's going on on the on the inside of the uh, the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I had the exact same issue when I played the Wildcats. Had to do the podcast. Was not looking forward to it, but uh, you can't avoid it. People want people want answers. They want to hear from you. So, um, I appreciate you being a good sport and coming on today. But yeah, yeah, the thanks, rain man. the rain series did not go the Predators' way, unfortunately. It was a wet one. That's the first thing I want to talk about today is actually that exact point, just how wet it was. And I don't think the the cameras and the video really did it justice as to how bad it was. So in your words, Russell, describe the conditions at the Meadows on that rainy Sunday. Yeah, it, it was kind of nostalgic because we were always thinking back to the rain series we had back in 2018 against the Seahawks, which was significantly heavier rain, mm-hmm. but it was, that was a lot of, a, bit, a, a really fun series nonetheless, you know, we were, you know, felt like kids playing in the mud kind of idea. <laughs> that's what we were hoping to bring. That's what we were hoping to bring to this one. And uh, I mean, it, it, it went a little bit differently to say the least, it uh, did, but for sure. I mean, the rain, it, it didn't let up. It was, you couldn't really see it in the video, but it was nonstop you know, the entire series, the entire time. It, it was, it was very consistent to say the least. So, you know, I was trying it, to reflect back myself and I, I can't remember a day that was quite that bad in many years. The 2021 all-star game was a wet one. And that was unfortunate. Yeah. Cause I was a big shoot made the home run derby after I think it finally stopped for the derby, but for an actual series video, it was Probably the worst one since then was the uh, when you guys played the Seahawks years and years ago when we first opened up the Meadows. Because yep. it was, we, we were out there for four hours, guys. It, there was not a single let up. I mean, it was just steady rain the entire time. The field needed it. As you guys can see, it was so dry. So we need all the rain we can get around here. But it was unfortunate that it fell on that specific day. And we had nowhere to, we couldn't really move the game because the Detroit series got delayed. So we didn't have a video for that Friday. So Rubber was meeting the road, and the Preds and Magic had to play that day. Everyone was pretty good sports about it, unfortunately, but or fortunately, I should say. 
but uh, I did feel bad. You know, it's, it's not easy as a hitter, as a pitcher, anything to have to yeah. deal with that. Especially, once again, if it's like a light rain or it's like it rains, like a rain shower, whatever. But for the whole entire series, that was just like, everyone was soaked before the first pitch. So that sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, it was it was nice. We had a little extra rain cover for like our dugout area. You so did, we yes. all want to be like, Shout we brought crunch. an extra thing for it. So, yeah. But, um. No, it was it was definitely it was definitely a little bit tougher. Uh, you know, let's let's get the excuse out of the way now. If it was raining the entire time, you know, it was ball was getting wet, your hands were wet, the bat was wet. It was hard to make good contact on things, but I mean, nonetheless, it's doable. And uh, it was you know, there's no lightning or thunder or anything. Wind right. wasn't too bad. It was definitely cold. I know you and I were talking because I I wasn't thinking straight. It was just you know it's been hot in Michigan the last few weeks. And it was hot yep. that morning, but when the rain came and the clouds came, it was chilly. It was definitely chilly out there. And when you're wet, of course, it doesn't help. Yeah, and there was a time that, I mean, even though the series was just like a bummer through mm-hmm. the entire time, we were, we were able to find a little bit of fun in seeing <laughs> how miserable yeah. Trevor Bottom looked out there. I mean, he looked... <laughs> no hat was a bold move on that particular day. <laughs> Although a lot of guys went that route, but I don't know why. Dude, it, I don't either. I, yeah. I wore my head specifically for yeah. that. Like, it's just wet. Like, I'd rather not have rain falling in my yeah. eyes the entire time. Mm-hmm. It affected me. But, man, it cracked me up seeing him just like that. And just so miserable out there. <laughs> you know who took it like an absolute champ? And I guess no surprise he played well was RJ. I got to yeah. the field and RJ was already out there grinding, getting warmed up. I think he was taking batting practice from, like, his mom or someone he came with pitching like it never i don't think he even made a comment about the rain kid was so locked yeah. in yeah i don't know i mean he's yeah he's, he's a tough kid he's a tough kid i mean he's he, being a lot younger than everyone else in the league i think he understands that he can't really show any kind of like yeah, that's true show any feelings show any like emotion other than like being hyped up kind of thing or mm-hmm. being excited yeah uh, if he's down in the dumps or anything like that i mean he's just gonna ruin his own morale probably it's a good point what yeah. about did Ryan or Steve show any sort of concern in regards to the rain in terms of pitching prior to the series starting? Uh, not really. I mean, the only thing that they, that, especially that Cratch was saying too, is that certain pitches that, I mean, he usually has dialed in or locked in weren't moving very well or weren't working very well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the ball or how the water really affects the ball in terms of, I don't either. It's movement, but uh, he was saying like he had to resort back to like very, you know, basic. easy pitches for him, mm-hmm. basic pitches that, that people would see often. Um, so it wasn't the best, but at the same time, it's not like we were getting anything that was unseeable either. But yeah. I kind of wanted to uh, add in uh, a comment from a moment ago was um, with this series being a little bit more inflexible, um, you know, we had to get it out due to the, the Detroit yeah. series yep. and things like that. Um and with everyone's schedule being so strict and, mm-hmm. you know, cause everyone's scattered all around the place. It was, it made it a little bit tougher for our draft pick Longman to come out. Mm-hmm. He, we've been giving him notice. We've been, we've been trying to get him out there, but he's just been, his schedule has been really tight as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a lot of football camps going on, a lot of football things that he's really, uh, really into really dedicated to. And then at the same time, um, the same weekend as the series happened, he had uh, someone close to him pass away. So mm. he had a couple good reasons not not to be showing up, and it made it a little bit tougher for him to make it out here. 
mm-hmm. especially being out in Portage and all. So it was a little bit, it, it's been a little bit frustrating not having him come out because we could, we could really use that extra bat, but, yeah. um, but kind of speaking into the, uh, the flexibility that we're trying to gain from him and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's like that, been so. a bummer that he hasn't been able to make it, but understandable. But yeah, I mean, not just even like your four hitter or three hitter spots. I feel like as a whole, you guys just really struggled through and through. I mean, these are the numbers that I quickly tallied up here, Russell, moments ago. I believe in the, in the three game series. Um, do you want to guess how many times you guys struck out? In the three game series, one game went uh, to four innings, so there was there was ten innings of wiffle ball played. She's twenty eight. Okay, no, not quite that. No, bad. no, twenty six. I counted twenty four. So there was six, six non-strikeouts, and in that same span, you guys had three hits only, and you did not score a run. Another thing that I'd like to know, I mean, even in this last series, and I don't think you have this number, but I mean, <laughs> how many how many runners did we leave stranded? That's a good question, because you guys have walked a little bit, but quite a bit. I mean, it, it's, I've, I mean, the it Ma- felt that like was, at least like That's what the Mallards were known for in the 2020 year, 2021 we struck out a ton. We we had several series or stretches of games where we didn't score a run. Um, the Gators were a team who did it to us twice in a row, two seasons in a row, where we played a series against them and did not score a run. So I've been there, and it's definitely frustrating. Um, there was a play, too, I wanted to talk about where you almost homered. I think it was in the first game in extra innings. You put one to right field off of RJ. When you're already like down bad as an offense and, and a play like that happens, is it like almost worse than a strikeout, or does it give you hope? Uh, it's better than a strikeout for sure. Um, because clearly for whatever reason, I mean, it's not, it's, so it, it gives, it gives us hope, you know, like okay. it was, I was able to start working him on his pitches and whatnot in the first, in the first game and mm-hmm. started feeling really well against him. Um, kind of then by the end, I mean, after just being so defeated for two games in a row and then the third games already not starting out well, it's just like, man, I, let's just get this over with at this rate like it was it <laughs> well was no flat. that's was that's what i that's what i saw right? unfortunately and and trust me it's it was tough to watch because we i feel like we just went through a series like that too where like the first game was neck and neck and the second game was close too and then the third game like it just seems like it starts to slip away faster and faster and faster and yeah yeah like in your guys's last at bats there in the third inning um there's a couple of strikeouts to end the game and i could just tell like the, there was no win behind the sails anymore and i i felt bad for you guys and yeah, it was unfortunate for you guys just because the AL standings are as tight as they are. Because now you guys sit at one and five, then you have the Cobras at three and three, the Cats at five and one, and the Magic at five and one. So it's you guys are in a tough spot. I know it's early, and um, there's still a lot of football to be played, but mm-hmm. it's not where you want to find yourself. The D backs were in a similar situation last year, and they climbed out. So it's definitely not, you can't throw in the towel yet, but right. you guys start winning some series for sure, starting right. You know. and- and this is the, this is like the turnaround time, right? Like, yeah. so this is where we got to figure it out mm-hmm. or, you know, we're, we're done after three series pretty much. And mm-hmm. then we'll just see what we can do from there. But um, yeah, it's, it's really, uh, it's really go time. Um, you know, we've had a couple of poor, uh, poor series and I don't know what it is. I mean, it, it's really, it's really hard to put a pin in it. I, I was going to ask like, you because. Like, can can you describe? Because he's still a new newer pitcher. He's only faced you guys as well as the Gators. What do you think it was that was RJ? Like, what was so difficult about seeing him and hitting him? I I don't think he. And this is personally, and mm-hmm. this might be room for controversy. I don't know. I don't think he's that 
like phenomenal of a pitcher. Like he's nothing like crazy. He's very, he's very, very good at locating his pitches. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very good at making you chase pitches. So I think it really comes down to you being disciplined as a batter. I mean, in the first series, I went one for two on him with my only out being the fly out, almost home run kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really a lot of it is, I think he does really good at like mixing up his pitches and and changing his tempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he does really really well at that, locating his pitches. But I think we gave him a lot of a lot of free strikes in the beginning to kind of yeah. build up his confidence, mm-hmm. kind of swinging at outside pitches, inside pitches, or whatever, kind of chasing a little bit. Um, but that's not taking away any of anything of what he can do. I mean, he's he's very good. He's very good. The Magic really needed him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's as like crazy like four insane, shutouts like, type of guy yeah like he i i i definitely think we should have had a couple of runs on him it was just a matter of you know we did not get any timely hits you know we left the bases loaded a time or two we mm-hmm. left you know we left a couple runners on we left a guy on third and second like there's things like that where we just need someone to you know clutch up and you know be smart like we have a lot of people trying to be the hero in the instances and like oh, i'm gonna take this one yard and they yeah. start swinging garbage pitches and next thing you know we're we're out now we have zero runs i i agree i wasn't going to really get into that too much until jack was in the call but once again this is not a knock on rj or anything he's young and he's seems to be getting only better but i agree that i don't think we can call him like elite yet i just feel like it really was a bad day for you guys (laughs) i mean it was a tough day I don't think you guys displayed how good of a team you are. I didn't expect to see that type of performance. But RJ threw well, and you guys you guys didn't perform at your best. So a combination of those yeah. two things. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is clearly we haven't been hitting very well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the first series wasn't wasn't a bad series in terms of hitting. A lot of times when we get those second arms that come in that we haven't really seen firsthand quite often, mm-hmm. we like we're like oh we're gonna smoke this guy like we're gonna take him out after the first inning kind of <laughs> thing and then, the we just get, well. then we just get shut up like yeah. immediately yeah so that's happened i mean time and time again i mean when sailor came in to start pitching we're like dude all he throws is a riser and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna clean him up and he throws a shutout against us we're like what you know it's the same thing with gavin Resky back in the day all i did was throw a fastball and yeah. you still couldn't hit him like well it's the same it's the same kind of concept of like you know, it's someone new you haven't seen and you don't think his pitches are that crazy. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to we're going to rake off of them. And you just for a reason can't put a bat in the ball. Yeah. The new pitchers definitely have a huge advantage in the league. And RJ is new in a way, too, or we've never seen a guy who's even remotely close to six five. So that's a little bit of a <laughs> yeah. ball game from 38 feet yeah. away. It still looks almost fake because when he pitches, like he strides the entire length of the turf. Like he's off the turf while he's throwing, which no one else in the league yeah. is close to that. We don't really have a lot of yeah. tall pitchers. I can't think of any. I mean, Schultz is average height. Jimmy's average height. Um, Barron's probably a little taller, but not, say, yeah. not six five. Ryan's no, probably I'd six like, foot, maybe. Barron and Cratch, maybe. Yeah, which are once again, they're probably five six inches shorter than RJ. Yeah. Dude, it was hyster- it was hysterical seeing Kyle interview inter- interviewing yeah, him. I was but laughing setting like, up the camera shot, even like off off camera in the back uh where Kyle stands behind the film. Mm-hmm. RJ was back there chat with him and he's literally and as Kyle's on, all the stool. As Kyle on the on the stool. 
It was great. Yeah, if we ever take a like a group photo for MLW, I don't want to stand next to RJ. I'm gonna look like an absolute <laughs> shrimp. Yeah, it is so funny. The gentle giant, but yeah. yeah, he looked phenomenal. I mean, Jack and I, I'm sure we'll get into it again, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, good. No, good great, for them. Great for them. They uh, they definitely need it. Um, it's, it's just funny because nice to see them we were, turning things around. Like RJ. We knew he had potential, but I feel like all the eyes and attention was on Grant Miller, who's also been good, but RJ's been like insanely good, like rookie of the year type good. Yeah. We didn't expect to see that. So good, like you said, good for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean it was it wasn't a great series. We gotta I guess moving forward, we just gotta figure figure it out. We gotta gain a little bit of confidence back in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I know I know Ward has definitely been a little conflicted on that front. Um in terms the confidence of like, front. Yeah, it's. I mean, after a couple, after a couple series of not batting so well, you're like, "What's going on? Why can't I see these things?" And mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's just. We just got to build that confidence back up on him. You know, he's got to realize that, like, dude, you're a pretty sick player when you're like in your in your mode and you're doing well. Like, you can compete with anyone. So he's just he's just in his own head kind of thing. And you know, yeah, we're all we're all struggling to find the motivation. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, yeah, it sucks. I told you guys. Horrible. I came on the podcast after we got swept, and I was struggling to speak about it because it. I went from being like, "Yeah, like I think this is our year. Like I'm feeling great." And then I left the Meadows that day. I was like, "God, wiffle ball sucks. Like this, like, <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't hit anything. It's so frustrating." And that's just Dude, how it goes. That's, yeah, that's how that's how we were, man. We were walking into that series. I think I recall you saying like, "You were like, I, I wasn't being <clears> cocky, but I was confident we were going to win that series." Mm-hmm. I was the same exact way. I was yeah. like, "This guy," I'm like, "He's not." throwing me unseeable pitches you know there's mm-hmm. definitely some i could take advantage of and like no i mean dude it was just one of those it was a <laughs> razor scooter to the ankle kind of tough man yeah. was, was tough i, I to feel you part of. i feel you it was tough too in the rain i was just like put these poor guys out of their misery it's, it was so <laughs> bad <laughs> but and dude th- here's the thing too is i i've seen some of the comments too on like when we bat, like clearly, like right now, when we don't have Longman, mm-hmm. and Longman would probably be our go-ahead fourth, you know, yeah. batter, and someone who's seen a lot of pitches, done a lot of things, played in KWL, like yep. all that good stuff. Um, I mean, we have to bat four, so we got to bat either Rudy or McGlade right now. Yep. And what you don't see a lot of times is all you see is the final pitch, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see how many at bats really. We went saw Rudy's to- long at bat this week. The, yeah. Right. And it kind of puts a little bit more of context into like, okay, these get like, they're actually battling a lot of times. Yeah. They're not just getting one, two, three down. Um, you know, they, they battle a lot. They, they foul off a good amount of balls. They just end up losing the fight at the end. And there's even a time with McLeod too. And when we had bases juiced in the second game, McLeod came up to hit, he smoked one and it, ju- the wind dragged it foul. Yeah. Like, it would have been it would have been a grand slam and right there. So like, I guess when you look at the full picture of the series, it was tough to see because all you saw were goose eggs for three games. Mm-hmm. But there was there, if if it galore. was if it was a normal like a normal uh, series kind of thing, you know, wasn't a rain series and this and that. There's a fair chance we would have had three home runs on the day with six to seven runs. I mean, we had two that got dragged up by the winds and mm-hmm. one that was just short. Right. Yep. So, you know, I'm not too upset 
honestly, by our performance, you can look at the final result and say, yeah, it was a bad performance. But I think offensively, we were, we, it, it could have been, it could have turned very quickly. Yeah, it doesn't take much. We got to, a, little, a bad day and a good day is a very fine line with football. Yeah. The difference. I mean, if bat. a couple things, if a couple things went our way, um, more than they did, you know, it would have been a one, two or two ones kind of series. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like we just didn't get it done. That's, that's the just, end of the yeah, end result. Just, you didn't get it done. That's how it goes. I wanted to ask you too, um, specifically looking at game two, some McGlade's that was tough too. That's what set the tone for the rest of the day. You guys lost the first game in extras and then McGlade couldn't throw a strike. What was going through your guys' mind, and like, were you about to get out there and throw? What was the backup plan if McGlade couldn't find it? He did through what well innings two and three, well, but <laughs> dude, it's always it's honestly it's McGlade's kryptonite. He's honestly like a pretty filthy pitcher. Like no one, no one really touches him all that often unless he leaves a slider hanging. Um, but it's usually one inning. He has one inning where he can't find it. Yeah, and will let up a couple. So like in that instance, I think he walked three in and it was perfectly fine. And then we had the third out popped up. Oh and, yeah. And he dropped and it. He pulled, the TC, he pulled a TC three. He did. And after that, I was just like, oh, of course, like <laughs> nothing going our way. And then he leaves a slider hanging to Curdy. And if you rewatch it, if you rewatch it, as soon as Curdy hits that ball, I just throw my hands up, take my hat off. I'm like, dude, he just hit a home run. Mm. Like, unbelievable and it just hit the fence and i was yeah. just like man, that's gonna be hard but yeah the drop the pop up the, that'll hurt the rest of the the rest of game two i mean he actually he had a lot of movement more than he out. usually does he was throwing yeah, a nasty yeah. like screwball drop thing it was gross yeah i mean he i think he got touched maybe one other time in that that game mm-hmm. so that was just you know it's just unfortunately we got to figure out the one inning to have him have a complete game mm-hmm. but nonetheless it doesn't matter if we're putting up it doesn't matter yeah, what kind score of score zero. he lets up if we didn't score any runs. We're not going to win scoring zero runs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's we, true. We got to help our pitchers. Yeah, I think a lot of most teams in the league pretty much only have like two arms that like you want out there to start a game. After that, it can get a little dicey. Like I have guys that could that could do it, but it's not the case yeah. for every team. So, and I'd put you guys in that category of pretty much only having the two arms. So if one of your arms isn't on on a particular day. Gets a little scary when I'm watching. I'm like, oh boy, what are they going to yeah. do here if he can't find it? Well, and that's the that's the was another part of our you know reason to draft Longman. I mean, he mm-hmm. does have the capability to throw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would just be nice for him to show up. To be honest with you, it's we need the morale, we need the booster, we need a big at bat. Need you something. know, we we need someone to pick us up right now. And I'm doing what I can. Well, I'm trying. I know. Trying I know you're trying. trying. I know you try hard, Russell. We talk a lot during the series. I feel like. Not so much yeah. last time because of the rain, so I was stuck to the camera with the umbrella, but um, we do usually chat. Well, it's interesting because we're kind of in a very similar situation right now heading into this Philadelphia matchup. I thought yeah. a couple months ago it would have been like, oh, like the first place Mallards and the first place Predators are squaring off in this epic yeah. game, but now we're a combined three and nine, I think, as, a, as two squads total. So now what we expected to see, and it creates the thing where it's like, okay, really, really got to win some games here. And uh, it's going to be a high-pressure environment, too. High stakes in a crowded environment yes. on a field we do not know. Correct. It's going to be... It doesn't feel comfortable, right? So it's going to be uncomfortable. That's good. It's going to be... The fences will be a little short out in Philly, I know for a fact. So the ball's going to be flying. Probably going to be some high-scoring games. Fans are going to be loud. It's going to be packed in there because you don't have a lot of room to like stand and watch. So it's going to be jam-packed. 
and we both need some wins. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to say the least. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun <laughs> riding out there with everyone. You know, yeah. that's well, hopefully there's I'm not one team that got too, swept but... on the way home and everyone's just like down in the dumps. Bad. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you guys are riding home one and eight, I don't think it'll be a too fun of a nine-hour car ride home. Same no, for us if no. we're two and seven. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, what's the what are the NL standings right now? The NL standings are we are two and four. The Eagles are well. The Eagles and Diamondbacks haven't played yet, so gotcha. Yes. We're, we're two yeah. and four, and the Gators are also two and four. And then going okay. into their next series, the Diamondbacks were two and one, and the Eagles were one and two. Okay. So right gotcha. now it's so, technically lopsided on the negative side, but the Eagles and Diamondbacks still have to play. So okay, you're you're you guys have a little bit more wiggle room than we do over here. Oh, I mean so, by a game, like, by a game. Yeah, but I'm saying in terms of the competitive and our uh, schedule and rankings of the yes. NL side, well, the, the, you know, the Gators like, are right next have, to us, so we still have to play the Gators head to head, so we still control our own destiny and everything like that. Right. So you guys got the Mallards and then the. Wildcats and then the Cobras. Those are your last three. Yep. It's a tough draw. It's a tough draw. Like I said last week to Jack, the AL coming into the year I thought was the worst division, but I'm starting to change my mind a little bit. I think there's a lot of talent over there now with the Magic surging like they are. I would agree. Um, I don't don't know if Magic are for real. I guess we'll see. Time will tell. But five and one's pretty darn good. I will say, in our series at least, the. I think that the batting for them is their obvious. I think this is their weakest point right now. I mean, yeah. Grant's hit, Grant's hitting really well. He's putting the bat on the ball, but, and Curdy's been doing surprisingly well too. But other than that, they haven't really had much help. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess in our series, like that was kind of the same thing. I mean, we only had three hits, but I think they maybe only had four or five at the same time. Probably like six or seven. Like I said, they're. They clearly, they've clearly got something going on there. They got a good morale going. Um, we just need to piggyback off of that, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, hopefully, Warda catch myself, and you know, Rudy can pick up the bats there. And, well, you guys have proven before that you can do it. The Magic are still like learning a lot of new talent there, so but you guys have done it. You guys just put it together again. The the Preds I'm seeing right now are the Preds I thought I was going to see last year. I was low on you guys last year. You played great the whole season. This year, I'm like, okay, the Preds are back. They're contenders, and now you guys have not been playing well. So Yeah, just count us as the underdogs nine times out of ten, and we'll be happy. We'll play a little bit better. You know, <laughs> okay. like we'll play a little bit looser. I don't know, I don't know what it is, man, but like sometimes we come into a series. This happened to us with the Cobra series last year, where we mm-hmm. come into it like, you know, pissed off and we're gonna roll these kids, and then we just get swept. <laughs> we're and we're like kids. We're like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. And Warda, Warda kind of came into the series with the same mentality. Like, dude, we got to destroy them. We got to mm-hmm. do this. We got to do that. And I'm like, Let's learn, learn from our mistake last year. And we kind of didn't. And well, I think, so I think the mentality is going to be a lot different for both teams going into Philadelphia. We're both like on our heels a little bit. Play a little bit more conservative. Yeah. Or is it the time where we push down and play a little bit more aggressive? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Try to figure it out. I don't know, but I do know that we blew a lot. You guys never had a lead in the last series, and we blew every lead that we had. So uh, games need to be won. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to win in Philly. I don't know who's going to be. I know. But I know. Unbiased, I do wish you luck, and uh, may the best man win in Philly, I suppose. Yeah. Thanks, man. You too. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, honestly, I just want to have some fun. I do rate. too. That's why gonna, it's, it's a bummer Phil. that like, the stakes are so high. I know. But, it'll, make, it'll make for a good... Uh, 
good for the community that comes out and viewers. It will be, watch it'll be, it. it'll be a little bit. I'm sure it'll be overall fun, but it'll be a little bit intense. Definitely people that want to yep. win. Um, so it'll be competitive. And I do think we're too, yeah. even though our records are bad, I think we're two good teams. So it should be some good whiff. Absolutely. So Absolutely we'll agree. But I appreciate you coming on the show today, Russell. Um, you're, you're a, you're a highly requested guest for me after your first performance a couple months ago. I, uh, I was like texting Jack when I was editing that episode we did out in Peoria. I was like, this guy's voice is beautiful. Like Russell is <laughs> built for radio. It's such a good podcasting voice. Probably doesn't sound quite as silky smooth today. You shouldn't have a microphone, but uh, in the first one, I definitely enjoyed editing it. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I always, always love coming on. I always love talking with the wall, man. Or uh, everything going on with the league too. So even when your team loses three games, you still power through it. Hey, yeah. I mean, you can't move on unless you face it, right? You gotta, you gotta own you up to what happened. And uh, I mean, ultimately, we gotta learn from what happened. And so it's always good betting, you know, betting it through you and the and the podcast and uh, yeah. getting some ideas and That's stuff. How you move on. That's how you take the next step. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, and uh, I think I think we gotta I gotta get Ward to help him to move on from it and be like, dude, listen, you're good. I think it'll We're be good. good. A, little, a little road so. trip to Philly, I think, will loosen everybody up a little bit. Back yeah. into our oh, roots, yeah. I, having fun. I, I completely agree. But it'll be a good time. I'll see you soon, brother. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, yeah. we'll invite on Jack now and talk about the magic and a little bit more of an upbeat conversation, probably. Yeah, yeah, have fun with that one, man. <laughs> I see will. Ya. All right, enjoy your day. And we're back. Part two. Jack, thanks for joining me. Hey, part two. Happy to be here. Part two, new guest, new fit. <laughs> new fit. <laughs> well, guys, Jack walks in from his Father's Day <laughs> gatherings. I already gave a happy Father's Day at the beginning of the episode with Russell. But he walks in looking good, and he says with the family, church, mm-hmm. you said too. Yep. And I was like, you kind of look like you're dressed like a dad as well. I got to throw on some dad attire. I felt like it fit the fit the occasion, Sunday, Father's Day. Yeah, for sure. U.S. Open today. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, also a golf outfit, sort of. So. Yeah. Toss I feel like it, we, you know, it fit the part. It fit the part for sure. Yeah. Tossed on a polo, got my grandpa's watch on. So happy Father's Day to all the dads once yes. again out there. Yes, of course. What's your, let's let's get candid now, Jack. What's your favorite, what's a father-son memory you can recall that you're fond of off the top of your head? First one that comes to mind. Um, Not on the script here, but just thought of this. One story that I always think of, I don't know why this sticks in my head, because at the time it wasn't really that much fun for me, but mm-hmm. um, my dad was you know, is really into like motocross, like riding dirt bikes and things like that. Um, and I, I was not really as a kid. I mean, like he, he, he tried to introduce it to me Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I I did it for like a few years, but eventually like ended up not staying like with that sport or whatever. But I just have one very fond memory. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, going up north and like got the dirt bikes on the trailer Mm -hmm. drive up to a cabin like ripping you know through the trails all weekend like riding dirt bikes and like Mm -hmm. that was super fun i remember that but the (laughs) why it wasn't as fun at the time was because this i was still learning how to like ride a dirt bike essentially so well i remember one on one of the trails it was a pretty sharp turn like it was kind of like a 90 degree turn okay and uh i've never i'm just going like i have a bad reference point here of like trying to understand but i get a tight turn i understand i mean you you might you may as well just picture yourself riding like a bicycle and you would understand like i'm just going way too fast into this turn (laughs) like i'm not gonna make this turn okay um i go for the turn anyway i end up (laughs) i end up like you know obviously missing the trail so now i'm like in the woods and 
I hit this rock that's in the woods so perfectly that it, it basically it was like a kicker, like a like a ramp, a ramp? <laughs> like a ramp. So I'm like I'm like airborne now, and mm-hmm. I'm going right at this tree, and it's sort of just like throw the bike one way, throw oh, throw myself no. the other way. So it was so like bad. there were there were a couple traumatic crashes along the way, but um, it all builds character. I think it's molded me to be the man I am today. Yeah, there's a lot um, of things I think that dads are into that they want their sons to be into yeah. really bad, but it doesn't always work out that way. My dad and I have plenty of topics like that. Yeah, activities. Yeah, I you know like I was I played like you know I was really into football, lacrosse. Um, as a youngster and you know, my dad played football in high school a little bit, but like he was really into baseball and like mm-hmm. the, the motocross and things like that. And okay. it was fine. You know, it's like, yeah, if you're not into it. Like you're not, Give into it a it. Shot. no worries. No sweat. Yeah. I did mountain biking with my dad for a while. He was big into mountain biking. He yeah. goes, to, he's like me. He has like a, like he finds something new and then just does it over and over goes and through over phases. again. Yeah. He goes through yep. phases. I'm very yep. similar. I agree. But if I had to share a memory, um, one that cracks me up, um, I'm sure I've talked about him like dozing off during Lions games, the classic <laughs> like dad nap on a Sunday day yeah, of the day. Yeah. But I remember a time, you know, when you're at that part of your life, when you're like kind of a teenager and, um, at growing up as a kid, you probably went to the movies with your dad or mom a couple times or several times throughout the course of your life. Yeah. And then like, that's not a cool thing to do anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of at that point where I was probably like, I wasn't that old, maybe like 12 or 13. And it, my mom was out of town for the weekend, so it's the dad, dad and the kids, mm-hmm. and he's like bugging us all to go to a movie, and like no one wants to go. He wants to see Lincoln. There was a mm-hmm. movie about Abe Lincoln that none of us had any interest in seeing, but for some reason he heard about it, heard it was good, and like forced all of us kids to go. So we get in the car, we load up, we go to the theater. None of us are happy. It's grumpy, grumpy kids. <laughs> the dad forcing him to do it. Yep. And I remember this movie's brutal. Okay, I'm not a history buff at all. I didn't enjoy it. It did, I think, was like a, it was a critically acclaimed movie, I think, but mm-hmm. it was just not my, I haven't seen it. Yeah, not my style. So anyway, I'm like suffering through this, just like being a negative Nancy kid, like being grumpy and wanting to go home, not like talking that, but just thinking that mm-hmm. while this movie's going on, out of popcorn, just, you know, not in the best of spirits. And I look to my left and my dad's just, <laughs> just snoozing and I really hit him. I went, dude, you made me come to the stupid movie. Wake up and watch it. And we left the theater. He's like, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, that was not that good. And he apologized, but it was classic. <laughs> Funny story. I, one time, so we always make jokes on, we've made jokes on this podcast about like how I, how horrible I am at throwing a wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do it. Yeah. And I would say throwing a wiffle ball is a lot more similar to throwing a baseball than like throwing a football. Correct. Is. Like yeah. I can throw a football. I'm still not very good at it, You'd but sling I it like uncle Rico, I can throw a football. Yeah. Not quite. Not like uncle Rico, <laughs> not over the mountains, not over the mountains, yeah. but I can. And for some reason, like I can't get the baseball, like wiffle ball, get the throwing yips. motion down. Like I'm yeah. not good with it. And one time I was like, I was like, dad, how come we never played like catch in the yard? <laughs> Like, like, uh-huh. you know, with a baseball or whatever. And he was like, well, you couldn't hit me in the glove. And I got sick of like chasing the ball. So he just stopped playing catch. I was like, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Like probably would have done the same thing. It probably mm-hmm. would have got pretty annoying really quickly. Mm-hmm. Good dad. But though. it's, I, I, I think it's, I've never been able to throw that, those type of that, that motion. It's all right. You're good at other things, Jack. You're a division am, one yeah. athlete. So he did some, right? I guess so. You, know, yeah. you can't be good at everything. No, you, you, can't. Know, you can't. You're not, you're not Jimmy Norp or something. You know, no. You're not good at bowling no. and whatever else that guy does that no. he's good at. Not but good at bowling. Ping pong, everything he does. He's good everything. At. But shout out to all the dads out there. Shout out to Mr. Schultz, a big part of the MLW formula. 
Um, we appreciate all your guys' support and all the yeah. dads that have driven kids to games over the years. So happy Father's Day, everybody. Totally. And uh, give your dad a big hug and tell him you love him. He deserves it. He deserves it. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Wherever he is out there, he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back on track, Jack. I uh, wanted to talk to you about the series. I already talked to Russell. Mm. Our conversation was not in the best of spirits earlier today. Obviously, heart, it was yeah. early morning, Sunday morning. Every, you know, he's going golfing later, big plans. So, like, mm. Not in the best of spirits. Nothing exciting to talk about. Talking about getting swept. Swept in the rain. Like, could it get any worse than not scoring a single run on a rainy day? Not sure it could. No, I don't think it could. It was tough for them. And you talked them up. You said, you know, you learned how to play in the muck, playing with the Preds. I did. But apparently, they weren't ready for the muck. Yeah, you know, um, I was was thinking about it on the drive over here, whether the difference in the game was really our pitching at, you know, much higher of a level or just like it was an off day for the Preds batting. Okay. Um, I'm glad you're bringing this up because this is where I wanted to steer the conversation. Okay. And I guess my conclusion that I came to was that I think it was, I think it was a little bit of both. I think, Mm -hmm. um, I think both of our pitchers, RJ and Trevor did a phenomenal job, like scouting, locating their pitches, mixing it up, keeping them off balance. Um, And I think the Preds just sort of missed that, that like they never had like that spark momentum moment that you typically would see at some point in a predator series. Like mm-hmm. it's either like Cratch hitting a bomb or like Russell with like a an occasional like random bomb that gets him going. Yeah. Um, you know, Warda, like he I don't think he had a hit the whole series either. Mm-hmm. So they just never had that like um and they they were putting together good at bats, like that f- the first out like they of- they started to wither away as the day progressed, but at first especially yeah they did and um like it's funny you say that because the point I was gonna bring up is that that the whole first game honestly felt like a playoff game like it was like very intense from from the beginning I think it was just the setting the rain it was yeah but it was it was also like the very first at bat of the game was a really good. Like it was like a long at bat. Cratch was had fouled a couple off, and it was sort of like it sort of like set the tone for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And you can see like how pumped up RJ was after he got that out. Mm-hmm. Which like the first out of the game, it's like all right, yeah. like settle down. But like that was like a big out because that's like their best hitter mm-hmm. against you know our rookie pitcher, kind of like setting the tone for the whole day. And he like struck him out. So like I thought that was like a really good tone setter for the whole series. Yeah, it's probably too. It's you know it's hard to think about. RJ's mindset was going through in his head, but him being a fan too, thinking like, okay, I got to get out Ryan Cratch right here. It's probably a yeah. good moment of like, dang, like I struck him out. Like, oh it's yeah. It's a cool thing to get. Like, like you said, set the tone for the day and like maybe give him a little bit of an exhale. Like, okay, I do belong. Get another more reassurance, you know, more reassurance. hundred percent. Yeah. So I agree. Um, so I, what, not to cut you off, yeah, yeah, but what you were saying about how you thought it was a little bit of both of like the Preds being off and RJ pitching good. And I agree. And I told Kyle that, like, after the video and after the series, I was like, you know, of course I'm going to keep gassing up RJ in the pod because he's done great. Right. You can't do any better than what he's done. Zero earned runs and four starts. Yeah. But um, in the nicest way possible to RJ, I, I don't want us to just think, like, oh, he's, like, untouchable. This guy, like, you know, yeah. the, the Preds did have a bad day. Yeah. And I can't say for certain that RJ is, like, that incredible. No. Um, and it was nothing like they hadn't seen before. I guess arm slot and height, yes. But we saw a lot, more than I have from anybody else, of strikeouts on sliders. Like, most mm-hmm. guys in the league have figured out how to hit a slider by now, and the Preds couldn't seem to figure it out. Yeah, I think it's, again... Sliders kind of become a lost art in this league. A lot more drops and risers and 
two seams. Yeah, well, I, they are kind of a pitch. Like, it's kind of a pitch, I feel like, that becomes more predictable and, like, easier yeah. to track. Like, We've in, been in seeing the for good, a decade. The good, yeah, the good hitters will... They'll track it, but even but even like anyone's slider, I feel like is more consistent than like their drop. If yeah. that makes sense, like usually sliders move like the my, same. My strike pitch, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more that they haven't seen him before. Like mm-hmm. he's six five. It's coming from a different angle. It's coming from a different slot. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think if we if we played them again, you know next week yeah that's the other thing is the predators are are really good and like ryan's really good at making adjustments Mm -hmm. and like scouting so Mm -hmm. if we play them again i think you know they would definitely have a lot more success against rj i think it's just that game one they were feeling them out and then as you said i think their like confidence kind of like dwindled as the series went on Mm mm-hmm if that makes sense. So. Yeah, it was a tough. I mean, once again, when the weather's bad, it kind of magnifies everything else. When you're kind of cold, uncomfortable, you're yeah. wet, you're not, you can't buy a hit. I mean, yeah. I've been there on the Mallards plenty of times throughout, like I told Russell, 2020, 2021, when we really struggled at the plate. Um, it's not fun. And we had the same problem with the Wildcats when we swept, when they swept us and our, my guys started to kind of shut down throughout the day. That's how you get swept. You, yeah. you got you to gotta try to keep it. You got to try to get one in the Predators. Yeah. That last inning, especially in the third of game three, I felt like they were kind of just giving away their at-bats, you know, yeah. waving the white flag at that point. I mean, one thing I will say is, like, and this is not uh, not like a dig on the Predators at all, um, because, like, we felt it on the Magic, too, last year when things weren't going our way, that it was kind of like the domino effect down. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, when I played on the Predators and from, like, what I've seen from them over the last couple of years, it's like when it's going their way, it's really, really good. And they all feed off that. And like, they all kind of get on the momentum train and then vice versa. Like when it's going bad, Mm -hmm. it's like, they're all kind of, you know, they're all kind of falling down on that same path. Okay. Um, so I think that's just, they caught a little bit of that today. I think it's just a little bit of both. Like, yeah, I agree. Really good pitching from us and just an off day from them. Yeah. I think RJ still has a lot to prove, but the Preds have to improve. Yeah, I think those are both happening at the same time there. So Agreed. I agree 100. Yeah. But uh, end result five and one. How's it feel? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. You know, um, it's it's nice to see the magic kind of at the top of the top mm-hmm. of the standings there. When you see the graphic at the end of the video, um, always feels w- good. It always feels good at the bottom. What I what I will say and and kind of what I told the guys on our team after our last series is like. Regardless of our record, I feel like we still ha- haven't even come close to reaching our our full potential and like mm-hmm. our best wiffle ball. And I think we still have like a lot to prove just as a team. You I know, definitely as a think whole. offensively, a lot of room to grow. A lot yeah. of room to grow still. Yeah. I mean, um, which is nice when you're five and one. Yeah. It sucks when that's the like when you're the Preds and you're one and five and the yeah. offense hasn't been producing. It's like, dang, pressure's on now. Yeah. But you guys are in a good position now where. Uh, you can keep grinding away at bats and keeping uh, staying positive. You know, you're not there's not a lot of pressure on you right now. I guess. So yeah. Perform, but I feel like we are still kind of. I feel like that's been helping us so far. Is like we haven't felt like there was pressure like where there was last up. year. Yeah. You know, we felt like there was more pressure last year than there is this year, and I think that's helping us out a lot. Um, one thing I will say is like, got to kind of call it how it is. Um, really, our our production on on offense has basically just come from grant Mm -hmm. and um i guess a couple positive and a couple you know 
negative things. Obviously, we want to get as many people hitting as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better when your whole team is hitting. Like you can't rely on one guy. I wouldn't be surprised going forward if teams start just like not even pitching to him, because mm-hmm. um, like the re- just to make the rest of our lineup kind of prove it. Yeah. Um, and the, on the, on the flip side, what I will say is like when we have the confidence that you know he has the ability to bring us home i feel like it's been giving our team as a whole better at bats like yeah it does like i'm not sure the 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 exact stats on the game but i i just feel like through the first two series as a whole our team has been much more willing to like take take some more pitches and, yeah. and get on base because we're not as worried about like trying to make a play trying to make a mm-hmm. hit because it's like if we get on base like he's probably going to get us home like yeah. there's there's good odds that he'll get us home and like for example in that game one I think there were I think I came up with two outs with a guy in third and second and like two walk two walks in a row and that got us the win so mm-hmm. um I think just sort of like I said we got to have some more production from from the rest of our team. Like it was nice to see Curdy get involved yeah, and come up Curdy. clutch in game two and get a hit. But like, <laughs> oh, I definitely got to be better. Um, I know Trevor knows that, you know, he's got to be better. I like what I've seen so far from AJ. I think he's kind of just, I think still, a, lot, a lot of potential there. I yeah. Think. I think he's still getting the feel for things and mm-hmm. we'll start, we'll start to see him come around, but um, you definitely like a, that's like a major improvement point still. Yeah. But like I said, it's nice to be five and one. It, it is nice to be five and one. It's better than being one and five, which is where the magic typically are. Yeah, uh, at this point in the year, and having to claw our way back. Yeah, you just you play looser. You know, yeah. there's not as much pressure. I was talking to Russell and talking about how the whole entire vibe of next week's series in Philly has kind of changed because both of our squads need wins. Like, yeah, it's very important too. It's, mm-hmm. Like it's going to be fun. It's going to be a once in a lifetime experience. It's gonna be intense, but it's so. going to be there's a lot on the line because that can make or break your season if you have a crappy day again. So yeah. uh, we're looking forward to that, but. I also wanted to ask you, too, because it is relatively new still with adding AJ, Grant, RJ. Um, the vibes seem pretty loose and good during the mic'd up session when you were talking to AJ. <laughs> that was funny. Good segment. But, like, how has the chemistry been? Does it still feel a little bit new and weird? Or are you guys are you liking how everyone's meshing? Um, I mean, we we talk about how important the team chemi- chemistry yeah. is. And um, I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for more of, like, the guys thus far at this point. Um the the you know the returning guys Trevor and Jordan have just been like extremely welcoming the to the new guys like the glue guys um <laughs> really really just making them all feel I would hope you know welcome mm-hmm. and um as as I try to do obviously as well mm-hmm. and it seems like the the guys that all the guys on our team are really like selfless in a way where they they understand that like some guys aren't going to play certain games like trying to get people involved, like Mm -hmm. really just want the team overall to win. And that's awesome. I think the, I think um, the addition of, of Grant being someone who's an older person in our league and Mm -hmm. RJ, who's like one of the youngest youngest. has actually worked out like perfectly in a way, because it's like you get the, the young gun who is really, you know, fired up and like ready to play. And then you kind of have the older, wiser guy who's there to like you know tell him what he needs to hear throughout the game mm-hmm. um because grant's just like his wiffle ball knowledge like he's just been around this sport for so long that i think he's sort of like kind of in rj's corner a lot you know no, back i, I him see up. it you guys can probably hear it too at the meadows the chatter and yeah. grant and rj are talking a lot in between pitches i kind of actually 
I don't know if I should say it was inspired by Grant. Maybe it was subconsciously, but I was doing a very similar thing last series against the Wildcats where I was like in Caden and Jordan's ear like about certain pitches to throw in certain counts because I know the Wildcats pretty good, whereas they might not. Yeah. So um, Grant does a great job of that. Yeah. I mean, I can't say, I can't speak highly enough of um, a great leader. The guys that we've all, all the guys we've added. And AJ's been, you know, he's been paying his dues and like he's coming out to the Meadows just like everyone else and mm-hmm. showing up. So. It's, I, I like I said, I, I can't really ask more of them um, yeah. in terms of, like, just working as a team mm-hmm. together at thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been impressive. Um, I think we all knew you guys would improve a lot, and I think a lot of that was because of Grant. Mm-hmm. All eyes were on him. Um, we knew RJ could be good. I, I There was a lot of question marks there, like, how would he translate over to MLW? And it's kind of a lot of pressure if you're that young and you've been a fan of it, yeah. thrown into that. And the travels a lot for him and his family. So um, it's been pretty awesome to see him succeed. Yeah. I'm really happy for him. He's a really nice kid, as you guys, I'm sure you can tell from the interviews and stuff. Really well spoken. His podcast interview was awesome. Did yeah, he did. He did really well. I entertained having him on here again today, but it is Father's Day, so a lot of guys are busy. And uh, so great kid. Well, I'm happy for him. Yeah. One thing I will say um, about RJ is like. He always just seems like he's having a great time out there. Like yeah, he just he seems like he's having so much fun. But that's what it's supposed and to be. It's not supposed to be like, like when the Preds are going up there in the third inning, like clearly frustrated and distraught. It's like, it's, that's not what it's about. You're not going to yeah, succeed that way. And, that's and true. a game is like quirky as wiffle ball is. It is like, you got to have fun when you're playing. That's true. I think if I, um, like obviously RJ's production and like his play has been outstanding. Uh, what I will say is, like, I, I almost wish he could have been put in, like, some more difficult situations, like, earlier on here yeah, to, like, sure. gain more experience. Like, he hasn't put himself in those situations <laughs> yet, you know? He's been avoiding Like, ultimately, he's going to, uh-huh. like, when those come up, like, he, he'll be the one to put himself there. Yes. Um, But, like, adversity is inevitable. And mm-hmm. so, like, at some point in the season, he's going to give up a run. And then it's like, you know, he's going to give up a home run. Like, it's it's inevitable. So... Um, like seeing how he responds when those things happen mm-hmm. is like what I'm interested to see next because I, I know what I'm going to get with him in terms of like enthusiasm and energy mm-hmm. and overall like just skill and production on the mound. But it's kind of like have have yet to see that sort of how how he handles adversity. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean we're getting pretty technical here, but it's like that's a factor in managing and like in you and Grant's leadership too of like yeah. trying to manage that because. Um, I think one thing that will, assuming you guys stay on track to make the postseason and you do make the postseason, that's a big jump. Yeah. Because those series are so short. Unfortunately, we saw Dallas last year. I'm going to call out Dallas. Um, he kind of fell apart in that postseason series against the D-backs and got frustrated visibly, and it didn't end well for them. Yep. And even myself, who hadn't played in the playoffs in three seasons, uh, going out there against the D-backs, like I felt the pressure of the moment a little bit too because you just you want to win, yeah. and you, feel, you, know, you know there's fans watching, and you want to just make, have that accomplishment. So that'll be something to to try to manage and keep him uh, at his same normal, just an even keel, yeah, like same level. Keel. You know, I keep telling him just like not too high, not too low. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you can't be when things are going great. Like you can't be up too high, mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. It's like when it's not going your way, you can't just be down in the dumps. Like you got you got <laughs> to you know you got you got to stay sort of even keel. And, and like I said, I think Grant does a good job of reminding him of that too. Yeah, like keeping him in that spot. Yeah, I think Grant's leadership definitely shows. The other thing I will say is, um, as you guys have noticed, and what was mentioned on this podcast before, I have not played in the field at all 
Well, you uh, can't throw the ball this so. year because I can't throw the ball. <laughs> and I usually don't know where to be when the ball is hit in play. Mm-hmm. Um, but that leads me to my point of Grant being in the outfield, I think has also just increased like our defensive ability too. like from last year. I think he's done a really good job on the balls that have been hit in play. Like, so I'm communicating out there, um, you know, yeah, on that foul ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just think he, he, He's a good presence and like leader out there that um you know yeah, you guys we have need been, defensively. You've been jogging out bottom to right and then grant to left, right? It's been kind of the formula. That's that's kind of been the way been the way we're pitching. we're rolling, yeah. That's kind of been the way Seems we're going working. with it. Yeah, it's been working so far. So I gotta give a shout out to Warda, even though I don't think the play was made. Warda almost hit the splits out there. Do you remember that? No. There was a play at first base where Warda like really stretched like a first baseman and he <laughs> almost did the splits. It was crazy. I remember that one. I think it was in game three, but oh. give Warda a special shout was out. Was that, that when Curdy got a Curdy got a hit? I don't know. I don't did. know. I know Curdy got his hit in game one. Yeah. He was all hyped up. But I was with Curdy over the weekend and yeah. he's cracking me up. Just I was talking to him about football and stuff, and he's such a funny guy. Yeah. But he's definitely into it. All you guys are very dedicated, which is cool. Yeah, I will also um, just give props to Trevor. Like, uh, two years ago, I believe it was now we made that, made that trade to acquire Trevor. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when, when you make a trade like that, it, it, it's almost like, um, not like a given, but for someone like that, it's like, he's going to be the, the ace, like he's going to be, you know, our, mm-hmm. our a one pitcher. And, um, with RJ pitching the way that he has so far, like Trevor's kind of fallen into that number two spot now. It was good to see him come out in his first first uh, game of the year first and start, like, get yeah. a shutout. But he also like back to the point of like the guys just doing whatever it takes for the team. Like mm-hmm. he's been totally fine with that. Like no complaints from him. Like whatever the team needs. Um, and so that made that's made it like really easy too from like a management standpoint. I mean that number two spot's an important spot. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like I like. That that game one win was such a such a relief because I had really was really really confident in our game two m- matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Predators didn't have their their rookie pitcher there, yeah. um, which they probably would have loved to have him there. But um, I mean, McGlade is a good pitcher. He just kind of it got away from him in the first inning, but he, he like he settled in after in that. And his movement was nasty. That was, was the most movement I've ever seen McGlade throw with once he figured it out. It was it was. It was puzzling me for sure, um, and he was he dialed in and he did a great job after that after that kind of that first inning. So, um, but I, I was confident going into that game, and it was nice to see Trevor just like come in and it was like riding a bike for him, just throwing strikes. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that sort of uh, that secondary matchup is is going to be huge for us in the series going forward. That second game, yeah. How you guys feeling about the Cats? What's the next on the docket? Oh man, it seems like the Cats are always just the the big enchilada in the AL. Cats are good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have many weaknesses. Like they, they, not. they don't have very many weaknesses. Um, I spoke about the, like, RJ, you know, potentially seeing some adversity. Like, this is a team that has really good hitters all yes, around. Like, they, they have arguably the best hitter of all time mm-hmm. leading off for them. Um, they have... Probably the kid who I will say hits the ball just as hard as Grant yeah. on their team and Nick Saylor, mm-hmm. uh, young buck, Jackson Pearson. Like he's been hitting bombs already this year. Uh, haven't seen 
Jackson from like a batting standpoint. Like we have, I haven't gone against him yet, mm-hmm. um, which will be interesting because you know none of our guys have have batted against him yet. So that's another variable for us. But um, I think we're just gonna kind of think about controlling what we can control and come up with a good game plan that we think is going to win. That's mm-hmm. something that um, we've been doing so far this year is kind of having like some team team, team, meetings. team meetings before the I series. About, I think I caught wind of this, a little yeah. Zoom call or phone call or something. Yeah, some team meetings kind of before yeah. the series just to, just to hash, to hash everything out. You know, Typically, it's kind of like I got my game plan and I present it, and mm-hmm. then it's sort of like open floor from there, and it's just like honest, like, you know, I agree with what's, that what's or don't agree with that or business casual. Yeah. It's, it's, it's suit and tie. Okay. Suit and tie. <laughs> um, but you get, yeah, you get just, a plus one to these or no, <laughs> no, 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 it's strictly confidential. You have to be in a soundproof room to take the call. Got it. So, uh, no, but it's, it's, I think it's helped us out. So I think just kind of stay into our process, like focusing on us is, is all we can really do going into the, uh, the first place battle, first place battle against yeah. the Wildcats, which, could, which could is crazy. Could be a one seed determining series. <laughs> very I mean, well, it's, could it's be. very early to say that, but very in well theory, could, be. It could be. Yeah, it'll lead you guys into the All Star break. But I'm looking forward to that one. I think the upload schedule is going to be a little bit wonky, guys, because of the Detroit game getting delayed. So that's the Detroit series is going to round off slate two. I yep. think we're going to lead off slate three with the Philadelphia series. It'll be back to back special series uploads, Ooh. and then I think after this is all. I think it'll, after that it'll be Eagles, Cobras, and then it'll be Magic versus Cats. Okay, so that'll be like after the Fourth of July, be uploaded. But sweet, looking forward to it. Looking forward yeah. to Slate Three. One more series to round off Slate Two, and that is the Detroit video, which will be coming out this Friday. That's exciting. It's mm-hmm. good. We've we've structured it well. Moving from Comerica to Wayne State, now we've kind of rebranded uh, this series as the historic Detroit series. So we're really going to go into the history of um, both the corner ballpark where games one and two were played as well yep. as Wayne state university and that baseball field, a little bit of history on the city, um, interviewing people that were at the events as well as like talking to players and Mr. Schultz, like what their experience has been like going to Detroit, growing up for sporting events and other things. So, um, we're, Kyle's trying to take a pretty creative approach to this and hopefully create a, a great end video. So Very cool. Excited. Very cool. I always love when there's a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of breakup in the keeps action. Keeps it fresh. Keeps it fresh. Yeah. You know, it's still it's still a series. That. It's still yeah. our you know our bread and butter. But you got to put a little fun twist on it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing the fans react and and the world react to the back to back Detroit Philadelphia one two punch. Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. So it's gonna be it's exciting and um, the Philly you said is you versus the Preds right? Yeah. Two teams that have not had hot starts. Wow. So that is gonna be a. Uh, intense series it is that's coming up this saturday guys uh tickets have been sold out to that event for a while if you're lucky enough to have gotten them congratulations i'll see you soon but if you didn't get tickets and still want to come out to meet the mlw guys to get pictures autographs play some pickup wiffle ball um we will be at the phillies game it's phillies versus mets at 405 on saturday the 24th so grab yourself a ticket to that come on out to the stadium to say what's up to us um all the players will be there kyle schultz will be there so um Looking forward to it. Nervous, right nervous, but excited. It should be a pretty, a pretty cool event. Are we expecting full squads for for both teams? There, we are expecting. I guess should we do a little, a little roster reveal here. A little I guess roster we'll, we'll reveal. Pipe it up. A little. Uh, what were we calling that in the off season? A little, little bit of a uh, little 
uh, scoop. Give the him the scoop. Give him the inside scoop. scoop a little bit. <laughs> well, inside I scoop think, for the fellas. I think making the trip for the Mallards is everybody besides Caden Irwin, who I would love to have there to pitch, of course, mm. but kind of jealous of him. He's on some immaculate vacation in the Cayman Islands right now, I believe. Wow. Yeah, so nice. I'm pretty jealous. Camp, yeah. So, yeah. So he's out. It's an easy choice And there. then <laughs> I believe the Preds are going to only have four. I don't think no Rudy and no draft pick, I believe, as mm. of right now. So the the nine of us will the be core. Hop, hop, the core. Just the core, which is what they need. They need their core right now more than ever. Mm-hmm. So we'll be hopping in a van uh, Friday morning, making the road trip down to Philly, and uh, playing the whole series on Saturday. So do you think we will get an appearance from Mister Longman this summer? I hope so. I know, obviously, you know, not playing in the first three series if he does not play in Philly um, is a bummer. Yeah, but I th- I think he wants because like we obviously talk to the draft picks that are like being considered. And it's like you know, are you interested in playing? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to make the drive? That and like he was interested, but I think he is a pretty serious football player, like mm-hmm. maybe Division One, Division Two type level. So I can see that being a priority, obviously. Yeah. So um, if it works out, we always try to schedule two to get guys there, but it's tricky, obviously. As yeah. You know. mm-hmm. So uh, we'd love to see him at some point for sure. He's yeah. a buddy of Ty Smith. He was they were in the same league growing up, so that's the Wildcats player you guys know. Uh, Longman was in that same group. Oh, right on. He's a good player. Yeah. So definitely someone they've been they've been missing for sure, and you, you never know like what kind of impact someone could have had. Yeah, definitely. Obviously. Definitely. So it's tough. I, I dealt with that last year too, um, and I'm gonna ha- not have Caden in Philly, but I didn't have Caden for the first two series of last year too. So you gotta just uh, keep your head high and and work. With keep grinding. Got. Brendan Davenport's gonna get his moment out in Philly, so we've been working for it. So love it. He'll probably get in the game to start. Love it. So it's exciting. Nice. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. But good scoop. Let's get into the comment of the week this week, guys. It comes from Colby, and he says, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Magic are legit. RJ Walgate. The dedication of this guy is insane. Superstar already. Plus, it's hilarious watching Kyle have to look up at him during the interview. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason that made me laugh is because when I'm, like, sizing up the interview, getting the shot right in the Mm -hmm. camera... I started to chuckle and Kyle's like, what? I'm like, there's, I was like, there's no good way to shoot this. <laughs> like, do you want to get on a step stool or something? Cause it's, there's no good the, way to shoot this clip. You guys got to go back and watch the end of the, <laughs> the post series interview. Uh, it starts with RJ underneath the umbrella, but then gradually, I think Kyle just starts creeping it down. And so like the arm started to get a little tired. RJ slowly is just inching out and out and then ends up not under the umbrella. And then it's like the scene from Talladega Nights where he's like getting the interview and he's like like keeps raising his hands he's like I don't know what to do with my hand <laughs> yeah. RJ <laughs> there's water coming down from the umbrella and RJ's looking at the camera he's just like you just see I him like notice. put his hand up and he's like catching water in his hand and then he like realizes he's doing it and he like puts it back down <laughs> it's so funny you guys gotta watch it That's you guys funny. gotta watch it back okay I'll have to check that out but for sure they, it does he does uh, his sheer size makes for very awkward photo shoots or not photo shoots but just like camera you know get him in frame yeah I know with Kyle I so hate, it is I funny hate, I hate hanging out with tall people or going out with tall people it's just like yeah uncomfortable for me I'm always looking up at people like mm-hmm. pictures always suck like I told Russell if we ever take an MLW group photo I'm not standing next to RJ I'm, I will refuse yeah I'm not doing it I mean 6'5 is like 6'4 is you're you're the tallest guy in like 99 percent of the rooms that you mm-hmm. walk in and then six five is sort of i feel like where life starts to become different like just yeah. in how you go about you're tall you're just really tall it's everything your, is just different if someone sees you you're like whoa you're tall yeah yeah imagine being so, even taller than that we'll probably just mention how tall he is every time we talk about i mean it's magic. shocking he's so yeah. young too 
Yeah, it's incredible. I hope RJ's a baller. I hope the guy can hoop and plays D1 somewhere we can go watch him. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a very, he's a very, uh, you know, serious basketball player as well. Yes, yes, so. for sure. Good luck to him in his career. Good luck. We hope to see him blossom into a, a newest stud down the court as yep. well as a wiffle ball field. But Michigan State would love to have you. Yes, go green. <laughs> We'd love to watch you from the zone, RJ. Yeah. Um, but anyways, guys, appreciate everybody tuning in. Chris Cheatham once face-planted off of a bicycle in front of his girlfriend. We will catch you all next week.